Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA Podcast. We are here on Season 3, Episode 5. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. We are happy to be back at it with all of you listeners. Um, We've been hearing a lot from you lately through messages and through in-person stuff that the last few episodes have been going really well, uh, and you guys have enjoyed them, I guess, more so than usual. So thank you. Uh, But we wanted to kind of keep with that trend of going straight into a topic, straight down a path that we can just kind of keep hitting on the head over and over and over, kind of like very repetitively, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But also to help you understand the point that we're trying to get across without making sure Emily and I don't go down our rabbit holes of things that we're going to reference and bring back in a later episode. Correct. Correct. I think that happens quite a bit. And while we know you probably, at times, appreciate those episodes as well, Uh, This one is definitely going to be more straight to the point, actionable takeaways that we can just immediately put into action without necessarily knowing every nitty gritty why behind it. But like Jordan said, that might be a rabbit hole for a future episode that we can get into as well. One of the things that we wanted to really dive... well. The two, what, what do we call this episode? The two, the two... Two rules of breathing. Two rules of breathing. Um, we wanted to have it be applicable to something that you can do right now without getting too sciencey about it. We're going to, we, we will, I promise you we will do an episode on that because that is right up mine and Emily's uh, road. Like, like that is right down our alley. Um, but we wanted to do something to bring to your attention. We feel like if we can empower you with knowledge that you can immediately apply, we do a better job for us, while obviously delivering that surprisingly fresh take on why there are two rules to breathing and why you need to know about them and why they are beneficial to you. Mm -hmm. I think without mincing any other words, we go right into our two rules of breathing. We'll state them up front and then we'll go through them. So rule number one, we want to breathe as little as possible. Rule number two, we want those breaths to be through our nose as much as possible. So as little as possible. Yep. And as much as possible through our nose. Through our nose. Yeah. Correct. Perfect. Um, if I remember correctly, I think on average a human has twenty thousand breaths a day. Yes. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. So we have twenty thousand breaths a day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can track this with certain things, but it's easier to just be a part of a study where they track this. Um, and then of those 20,000 breaths, we want a majority of those coming through the nasal breathing as much as possible. Correct. We don't want to be zombies, a.k.a. mouth breathers. Right. As little as possible. Mm-hmm. Only when necessary. Yeah, at top end levels of exertion. Yeah. So as we breathe throughout the day, when we can use our lungs to their fullest capacity, um, and we've talked about lung capacity as a predictor of longevity before as well, mm-hmm. but when we fill our lungs completely with air we are able to slow down our breathing rate, which can have better effects and slow down our heart rate, which can lower our blood pressure. And there's a cascading number of effects as opposed to when our breathing is slow, is 
quick and rapid and shallow, all of those things, it triggers the body to come into that more emotional stress response state. So when we can keep our breathing rate at a controlled pace, it doesn't have to be an intentional slowing of breath, but our natural breath rate should be slower than faster for the majority of the time, which is where we're going with this rule number one. So when there are two pieces that I wanted to add to that really quick of what Emily just said is there is, um, you, 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 when you breathe through your nose, you get uh, access to the third lobe of a lung that has the most oxygen available. And as you continue to take that deep breath like you're supposed to, not the shallow breath like Emily was just mentioning, you also get activation and more stability in your body through diaphragm and uh, proper breathing mechanics. You don't use your upper back, your chest muscles, your shoulder muscles, your neck muscles to do all of your breathing. You actually use the ones that are meant to be part of the breathing, which then help, helps them calm down. Um, and then you also get a better breath out of it. Mm -hmm. there, there's more oxygen, it's more functional, uh, it's more stable. Like when I say stable, that means it's protecting your spine like if you learn how to breathe correctly, you almost, like if you if you are in chronic back pain, we're not gonna say that it can take it all away, but it is a major, major, major line of defense that you can mm -hmm. your body can learn how to how to handle that. Mm -hmm. um, and and I will take that to court uh, for somebody, like for teaching them how to breathe and having that, helping them get low back pain. Not only have we read about it, not only have we read done studies about it, but Emily and I have literally seen it in here firsthand. Mm -hmm. Teaching people how to breathe correctly and checking their breathing uh, can can almost eliminate low back pain. Mm -hmm. And a big piece to that too is we have kind of piggybacking off of that control then over our emotional state. So when yep. we reference back to like the pain episode we did where pain is an emotion, we can control our emotional state and our emotional response through the breath. Yep. And sometimes that's not necessarily to deviate from our two rules that are supposed to keep us on track, mm -hmm. but sometimes that's not necessarily in through the nose, out through the nose. But that can be in through the nose, out through the mouth, bringing that body down, still getting those deep breaths, but still stressing the importance of breathing in through the nose, being a big part to that, and drawing into the full, full diaphragmatic breath, not just belly breathing up and out, but 360 degrees around your abdominal wall. Yeah, and it's kind of, uh, to, to, again, not go too far far down the rabbit hole, but this is why this topic is relevant and why we want to talk to you about it. And again, like I said, we're going to prep, we're going to, we're going to land some knowledge on you mm -hmm. and then we're going to tell you how to, how to work against it. And this is us still landing some knowledge. When you don't breathe through the nose and get that full breath and you continue to do the shallow breathing, that fight or flight response that Emily also mentioned is constantly on. Like your body is looking to rest and digest. Your body is looking to calm down. Your body would would love nothing more than get a full deep breath. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, nothing more in the world for the majority of you listening to this throughout the day. It, 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 it can uh, do the mouth breathing and be excessive breathing when we need it to, when we're performing, like in a fight or flight situation, um, activity, sport, um, an emergency, like that stuff is there. But when we're constantly doing that all the time, we're just kind of reinforcing the pattern of that breathing by not allowing our body to actually rest and digest to get to that full deep breath. So you have to be intentional about training your body how to do it. Mm -hmm. That's where I wanted to kind of wrap that part up with. Like we, we have to be intentional about it. It takes a lot of practice yes. and awareness as well. Because yes. a lot of people are in that fight or flight state where we're breathing through our mouth all of the time. 
responding to things Zombie. with with that emotional stress when it's not that stressful, right? The body thinks it's the, like a stressful email from your coworker is the same as running from a life or death situation, and it's just not the same thing. The the intention behind this, guys, is to help a help the body when more oxygen's coming in and the the rest and digest part comes to fruition uh, the body can calm down and do things physiologically that we need it to do to help us feel better and help us recover and help us feel more alert and not help us feel so tired and anxious and stressed and depressed and um, all of those things like the other side of that is like literally just learning how to breathe correctly and being intentional about it to help you get to that state where Again, it's not the only thing out there. It's not the one-all, be-all thing that's out there. But it's so easy to do this because we can all take advantage of it at any given time, any given place, anywhere, right? So we, we, 100%. we can do this all any time. Like if we're in a stressed spot, if you just literally take a step back and take 20 seconds to take two big deep breaths, mm -hmm. your, your body is changed when you step back into the ring mm -hmm. from that spot. Mm -hmm. And then that is like an easy short-term thing. Long-term, we then also have control over our ongoing stress response. Mm -hmm. We can change our CO2 tolerance, which is essentially our stress response or a measure of our stress response by breathing through our nose and in through our nose, out through our nose more frequently than not. Our body is more used to having higher levels of CO2 in the body and won't jack up into that fight or flight response as easily it will require more to get the body into that stress state allowing the body to spend more time in the relaxation allowing more the body to spend more time recovering and rejuvenating from the stress that actually is there because we all know that stress isn't gone yeah very much so yeah it's not and it's not going anywhere either no right? it won't um so to to, to, to help you with nasal breathing once again, like when I first learned about this and learned how to do it, I was given a book by a client that was the marathon runner's trick and it was nasal breathing. I'm like, oh, nasal breathing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I remember, I remember sitting in line at Target or Walmart Festival, wherever Mandy and I were, and I'd pull the grocery cart up to my like belly button. Mm -hmm. And I, when we were waiting in line, I would breathe and I would move the cart or push against the cart with my belly button to breathe. Um, diaphragmatic breath. Mm -hmm. I got so good at belly breathing that I didn't breathe through my back or my ribs. So I became just a, I think they call it a yogi breathing now. Mm -hmm. Like you just get totally full blown, like diaphragmatic breath, belly breathing, um, where I doesn't, I wouldn't even breathe well through my chest anymore. Uh, so I had to retrain my body again and again to kind of redo these things. But the good news is your body is fully able and capable to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. So you have to take time to do it. Right. I like to use the analogy to, take an actionable takeaway from that so that you don't find yourself in the same situation because I also did that. <laughs> but I like to use the analogy of think of the breath as you're pouring water into a glass, right? The water doesn't just stay to one side of the cup. It mm -hmm. fills 360 degrees yep. from the bottom to the top. Yep. And then as you exhale, you exhale from the top to the bottom. So the ribs should get involved, but they should be secondary to the stomach, to the mm -hmm. diaphragm, For to sure. everything else filling as well. So that is your breathing in through your nose, kind of having that analogy in mind of you're pouring your water into a glass just as your breath is filling your cavity with air. If that analogy doesn't work, uh, a balloon, like thinking that there's another blender in the background, guys, sorry. 
that if you blow into a balloon, the bottom of the balloon blows up first. That's the that's your belly, and think of it. It's not just go. It doesn't just go straight down. It goes out and around like a traditional balloon. Um, so when you breathe into it, you're actually pulling air down and expanding it outward. And then when you exhale, obviously, like it'll it'll everything kind of exhales together. Mm-hmm. But but you're pulling air down into your belly. You're pushing. Your, the diaphragm moves down, it pulls into your belly button, and then actually engages your pelvic floor, giving you that stability that we're looking for, um, and it does all that. So the, I like the, I, I think I like the glass with water one better, but I've always, I've always learned it from a balloon. Yeah. And then to think about the 360 breath, if you're struggling, we always start people breathing with feedback. You can just use your hand, you can lay on your back. The floor or the ground now becomes your feedback, so you can't breathe into your back. Um, and you put your hand on your belly or something on your belly, a pillow, mm-hmm. a little 10 pound sandbag dumbbell, and you could breathe into it. And that hand on the belly should move first and then the chest should move. If you struggle with rib breathing, you can wrap a belt around you or do some sort of like blanket and wrap it around you mm-hmm. and then breathe and kind of think that you're trying to stretch the blanket or the belt. Mm-hmm. That, that way you get that 360 breath that Emily also mentioned earlier. Um, because breath is 360 degrees. It's not just straight up and straight down. It's not just in and out. It's it's all of it. Mm-hmm. And we need all of it. If we mm-hmm. don't get all of it, it's like a dent in the can, and the can can be cr- crushed pretty easily. Yeah, and if you're, say, you're sitting at your desk listening to this too, these can be practiced in any position. Like, the floor is awesome for giving you feedback to the back. A chair can work just as well. You just have to be mindful of like a lot of chairs. We're not slouching over in the chair. We're sitting nice tall posture, right? (laughs) Subtly calling Jordan myself out, both slouched in our chairs recording this episode, but that's okay. False. Right, We're, we're also not intentionally practicing belly breathing during this moment as well. So allowing yourself to align your spine in each position and be able to take that full belly breath at rest but then also in different positions so that we can transfer it to a movement where we need that in a hinge of a deadlift in the bottom of a squat right as we move through shoveling gardening right all the everyday activities in and out of the gym Mm -hmm. where we still need to protect that spine as well but it just starts at breath at rest excuse me with the breath as little as possible through the nose as much as possible. Yeah, there's there's other drills too. Like if you're sitting in a chair and you want more feedback, you can put like two lacrosse balls or two tennis balls in a, in a sock like four to six inches apart and put them in your small of your, uh, not in the small of your back, kind of like in your kidney area, like in your rib area, mid back closer mm-hmm. to, and you can breathe into those. Mm-hmm. That, that helps kind of get the same thing because your body kind of fills in around it and you have that feedback for both of those points. Um, and Emily's uh, last thing she said there too, is when we're talking about breathing, when, when she just mentioned like getting that stability and, and I've mentioned getting the stability, it doesn't mean you should hold your breath either, but you're gonna take a full breath, you're gonna create exertion and then through that exertion, there should be an exhale. Mm-hmm. And that exhale actually helps reinforce abdom- the abdominal wall to fire the abs and helps then reinforce the spine when there's some sort of force or load uh, being promoted from your body uh, to exert whatever that needs to be exerted to, uh, to then uh, perform or complete the action of what you're doing and help keep you safe. But we don't want you holding your breath through stuff either. There is a Valsalva maneuver and, and everything else that power lifters and some lifters do. Like that's another thing for through a different day. But you you shouldn't be also holding your breath through, right. through all of this either. Because <laughs> right. I'm just thinking now like oh someone's going to take this big deep inhale. 
Um, <laughs> it is old. So let's go through. Let's go through some homework for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're going to focus on like, f- like if they're going to try to get like the, because there's different breaths, right? We can talk mm-hmm. about the full di- diaphragmatic breath or the deep breath with the five in, one off, seven out, two two off, yep. back in. Or we can talk about the double inhale thing that gets the parasympathetic response fired more. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just talk about like just focus on is 50 times a day nasal breathing mm-hmm. right there's just different ones that we can go down i think the biggest thing and the easiest takeaway and we can get more complex if we need to but would just be to start being aware of when you're breathing through your mouth and switch it to breathing through your nose or something that's a little bit easier to be aware of is if you notice your stress then notice your breathing because a lot of times we'll recognize like that, that we're stressed and we don't recognize our breathing but if you can tie your stress most often when you're stressed, you will resort into a mouth breathing mm-hmm. state because your body will want to clear the CO2 faster through those exhales through the mouth. Yeah, I like that one. Like recognize like if you're stressed or if mm-hmm. something's kind of like pent up a little bit. In through the nose, try to get it out through the nose. If you're in a situation, I was just talking to someone this morning about it, continuing to breathe. However we're breathing is best, right? We need to continue to breathe. But if we need an in through the nose, out through the mouth, that will balance our CO2 levels a little bit faster and then switch into that nasal breathing. So in through the nose, out through the nose, nasal breathing. Crucial, crucial, crucial to help, again, the benefits of it, parasympathetic response. It gets the right muscles activated. It actually stimulates your core and it settles down your mind and gets your mind more clear and ready for action. It can't always be in fight or flight. Like as much as we think that we can be that and we can thrive off of that, to an extent that can be true, but if we do it long term, what you're also doing is zapping years off your life. Um, for when we talk about longevity, and you want to talk about like other things that are built up, like physiologically, the stuff that's happening inside mm-hmm. when we're not handling this part of it plays a bigger role 10, 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. So learning how to help your body kind of deregulate a little bit, unregulate a little bit, and then get a little bit more uh, awareness to that, game-changing stuff for from a longevity standpoint, from a health standpoint from a performance standpoint what else it literally helps everything in your life right like you're you'll be less stressed and your interactions with family and friends will be better you'll be less stressed and you'll perform better in the gym you'll be less stressed and you'll be able to do all of the activities and handle more stress as life demands it from Mm -hmm. you because like we talked about it will always demand it and, and you can do, when you do your next uh, checkup with your doctor, you can you can ask for a lung. Uh, they do the breathing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They put the... Um, Electrodes. Yeah, or the breathing thing. What's the... Stethoscope. There you go. That's the word. Stethoscope. <laughs> Jordan's um, just touching different points on his chest. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, do you get poked there, Jordan? Do you get poked there by your doctor? <laughs> um, the stethoscope. Like, they check your breathing. Uh I think there's like an, a more of an official lung capacity thing that you can do that's really quick that, that and it might just be that um, to just more of an exaggerated version of it. Uh, I'm not even sure. I just know it's very easy to do. Um, if you struggle with this, make sure you let your doctor know. Like there, there could be some other things that could be going on that we want to help. We're not trying to scare you, but get this checked out because the breathing is one of the things that is totally in your control that you can work on to do to help seriously. Like the... If, if there's a if strength training has all of those benefits that we can't even like list them all like breathing is in that same category absolutely absolutely physical mental 
physiological, emotional, mm-hmm. like all of the things and all the things within that. It's, it's crucial uh, to do this. And again, the mouth breathing, you're obviously staying alive and you're obviously doing well, um, but you're, you're, you're training your body in a new way and it's kind of getting, it's getting out of what it's fully capable of mm-hmm. and you're not gonna get the most out of it. Um, and, the, and the research has shown that like that mouth breathing uh, on a consistent basis does take away from lung capacity and takes away from um, the, that like whole ability to like rest and let the body recover. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, the, the brain thinks that you're constantly in a battle. Yeah. So it, it'll, it'll kind of go through that. So super important to focus on. I like what Emily just said. To, don't even focus on like timing right now. Don't focus on any of that stuff. We'll cover that in a later episode. Focus on just being aware mm-hmm. and getting back through the nose. I yeah. know I do it most when, um, I, uh, uh I, I sleep. Mm-hmm. So I know that you people can tape their mouths and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm always like dry mouth. Like, ah, damn it. Like, did it yep. again. Um, and I'll do it again when I, uh, um, there was a certain, I was just telling Mandy this, the, my wife this the other day, like I always, I noticed I always breathe through my mouth when I do this thing. It was, it was literally mm-hmm. when we were going down on vacation. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Um, I'll think of it and I'll bring it back in another episode or I'll put it in the notes here. But yeah. anyway. Um, I, and that, yeah. that was, I caught awareness of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> I think, I think just being aware, like same thing. Like we, Brock and I just moved, like a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stress. And I would notice myself like throughout the middle of the day, I'm like, why am I breathing through my mouth? Oh, like, it's so easy to I do need it. to, yeah. Like yeah. I need to tone it down. And like I kind of mentioned, um, I do tape my mouth at night a lot just to like let my jaw relax. And that was another fabulous book, Breathe, uh, yep. by James, James Nestor is another one, which is awesome really if book. you want to learn more about breath. And, and don't well. clench your jaws either when you do this. Just stay yeah. relaxed. I, Emily just reminded me something I wanted to say there. Like, just stay relaxed. Like, like it'll come. I promise you it'll come, and it'll, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll laugh at how easy it you is don't, when you get yeah. there. You don't have to force it. It should be, yes. should be natural. Yes. It might be, feel unnatural, but it should be natural by the time so, you get into it. So, two rules of breathing. Yep. Breathe as little, little as, as possible. possible. And breathe through your nose as much as possible while you're doing that. You got some work to do, folks. <laughs> We're happy to hear about it let us know about it we want to know about it we want to help you with it teach let us yeah. know what you know too and what you're finding out like this is this is a study that we we can just say we're doing right now yeah. like i'd love to learn more from everybody else mm-hmm. yeah what what kind of emotions come up what you're feeling throughout it like we said this is just kind of scratching the surface um but i'm sure this will come up in a later episode so if you have examples yeah. thoughts questions All things let breathing. us know yeah box breathing yeah that we will go we'll down a whole rabbit it. hole yeah all right guys Thank you guys very much for listening. As always, please be sure to share with a friend or someone who you think this will help. Rate, subscribe, download, all the things help the show to grow, and we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys.